Oh, my gosh. Newcastle Casino. Newcastlecasino.com. Been a couple of days, peeps. I got to get back on my game. But I didn't. I, I wanted to spend a moment kind of in a few stories that we won't have a chance to go too terribly in depth on. But I did. I have dug what I've seen so far from from Chet Holmgren. He looks healthy. Now, I, I, I think you brought this up earlier. Let's remember he's. These aren't necessarily NBA stars that he's going up against yet, but when he gets into that grind of dealing with some of the bigger bodies, that's when we'll truly get that test. But so far, I like him, and I'm 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 surprised he was getting booed. He's I kind of like the fact that he's a bit of a villain. I dig it. Thunder fans will love him more. You'll get a chance to see him tonight on the Deuce. OKC takes on the 76ers. Scores, I mean, final scores don't really matter in this. I know that, you know, I'm sure there are some people that have spent the better part of, you know, their entire day telling you about the greatness of Chad Holmgren. But OKC's gone one and one in their two summer league games. And I really, I kind of feel like that's the story. What are we seeing from the guy who went number two overall in the draft? And how's it looking like he's going to fit in with the um, with the core for the Thunder? Yeah, you know who's kind of been the star of the Thunder Summer League team so far is Terrence Mann. Been really good in their two games. But all the buzz is around Chet Holmgren, and I guess, Josh, the bottom line is so far so good, right? Whoa. Sorry. No, i got to press some buttons on my end. I mean, it sounds that way. It sounds that way. Yeah, can't wait to watch again. Get, uh, Get a look tonight. Get a look tonight. So we'll have more on that tomorrow. But in the meantime, let's go. It's time for the top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino. You heard the man. Where real gamers go to play online at newcastlecasino.com. And did you know that it is conveniently located off I-44 and exit 107. 14 table games, three-card poker, blackjack, ultimate Texas Hold'em, all part of the repertoire. NOTB, off-track betting at Newcastle Casino. Big story, number five. Number five. It's kind of funny. You were talking about how we didn't know whether or not our good old-fashioned phone lines would work today, Josh. I don't know if this is going to work playing audio, but here we go. We've got a little bit of drama going on in the National Football League as it pertains to Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Bills. Now, is this a story that's gaining more juice because there's nothing going on in the NFL? Maybe. But here's what Josh Allen, quarterback, Buffalo, had to say about Stephon Diggs and where we are right now based on the fact that Stephon Diggs hasn't really said anything. We haven't heard from the disgruntled Bill's receiver, but is there drama between Diggs and Allen? I love him. That's my guy. The media has blown this so far out of proportion. Right? Like, we, we are in rookie or minicamp. We're not playing the game for four months. He doesn't show up one day. He's still there. You know, coach asked him to to go home. We were in talks and discussions of trying to trying to resolve some things, and it wasn't anything major. And media just blew it up. And they're still talking about it. She's like, mm-hmm. let it go. Let it go. There's, there's no reason to continue talking about it. He's on the field with us the next day. 
it was not a big deal. Again, I'm not arguing. I'm not disagreeing. But when your head coach was asked, is it concerning that Stephon Diggs isn't here? And he says, yes, it's concerning that he's not here. I don't know what else you're supposed to do, Josh Allen. Here's what Allen Here's what Albert Breer had to say about the drama. Whether it was a big deal internally or not, it's going to be a big deal now because all eyes are going to be on Stephon Diggs when they start training camp. All eyes are going to be on Stephon Diggs week one. You better believe CBS and Fox are going to have cameras trained on Diggs early in the season to see how he might react when things go wrong. And this is life in the big city. You know, when you're this sort of team on this sort of pedestal and you've been winning for a few years and you haven't yet gotten to the championship, um, these are the things you have to deal with. And I think a lot of people in Buffalo, um, in that organization, would argue that they did go through a lot last year. They were displaced twice by the snowstorms. I know you and I have been through this before. They went through the supermarket shooting locally, which, you know, they, they, they played a big hand in the recovery there. Obviously, the DeMar Hamlin thing at the end of the year. So this is a team that's been through a lot, but I think it's sort of a window into where they are, too, which is right smack in the, in, in, in the middle of a championship window for the current group of players. And I think an increasing feeling that they've got to get it done soon. Much ado about nothing, Josh, or concern that there might be something there? I think probably ultimately it's going to be much much ado about nothing. Though I think uh, tactically Coach McDermott made a big mistake. The way that initially he uh, responded to the questions and, you know, why is he not here? Made it a bigger deal than it needed to be with one of your star players made things uncomfortable. Didn't have to be uncomfortable. Could have uh, chalked it up to a no comment or, you know, a different approach. I I think Mm -hmm. uh, probably if he could have it back, he would like to take it back. Outside of that, it's been kind of a quiet couple of days in the old national football league. We had the, uh, we had the drama that was the gambling suspensions. It seemed to die down pretty quick. And now you, now you have a situation where, I guess we're trying to drum up some sort of controversy in New England. This is that time for trying to stir the pot a little bit, get a few storylines. So far, so good in the NFL. Big story number four. Number four. Now we mentioned the NBA Summer League off to a a good start for Chet Holmgren. You'll get a chance to see him tonight on ESPN2 at 6 o'clock against the 76ers. They'll keep an eye on Trey Mann. He has been fantastic so far in the Summer League. The other story in the NBA this morning, Damian Lillard's agent, Aaron Aaron Goodwin, has been telling and calling prospective trade partners for Dame Lillard and the Trailblazers, warning them against training for Damian Lillard. Don't trade for him because he wants to go to Miami. I don't know if I've ever like heard of this in the midst of ongoing trade negotiations. Now I've heard guys in the draft say he's not going to go there and things of that nature. I don't know if I've ever heard of an agent actively calling teams and saying, hey, don't make an offer for him because he's not going there. And I honestly, I'm not going to lie, dude, I think it's kind of BS because you're really, you're really hurting the trailblazers in this and trying to get the best offer they can for Damian Lillard. So I'm, I'm, I get it that Lillard, I get it that Lillard wants out. I understand. It. I get it. it's fine, but I don't. 
you can't be sabotaging the efforts to get him out of Portland, man. That's just it's bad business. Well, and Miami can be your number one, number one, number one. But uh, at the end of the day, Portland's going to try to do right by you. And it might not be Miami. For, for them to get something that's any sort of reasonable back in return. Mm-hmm. I mean, Miami at this point knows you want Miami. You've made it difficult for the franchise to deal mm-hmm. you because Miami's got a, they've got all the leverage in the situation. All the leverage. All the leverage. Uh, anything else? We haven't had a chance to, like, blindly react to what's going on with the NBA free agent period, I guess the start of the league year. Is there anything move-wise, Josh, that really caught your eye or you feel like we need to go more in-depth on? Well, why don't you just tell me who uh, – why don't you just tell me uh, what – Why don't we, you tell me what movie you want to see? No, what's – I'll be honest, it's been a little bit off my radar, enjoying okay. the holidays and so on and so forth. So what moves have caught your eye? I think I think the Lakers have done some smart things. I think Gabe Vincent's going to be a good fit for them. They needed they needed a point guard that could shoot a little better. I thought that was a good move. I, I am kind of confused by one move, and that is the extra year for Kyrie Irving that everybody, everybody, Josh, seemed to think was a big mistake to give him a third year. But I do think Kyrie to Dallas could be a good fit if they get him right. I don't know what the plan is for the Thunder with Patty Mills. I don't know if it's just another one of those salary dumps and it's like a Carmelo stint in Atlanta or if they're bringing him here to be a, a guy to, to make some shots off the bench, I don't know, but I'm fascinated by that. A couple smaller moves that caught my eye. You know, Jackson Hayes to the Lakers was interesting. I thought uh, Dante DiVincenzo becomes the third Villanova Wildcat to sign with the Knicks, which makes you wonder a little bit if they're trying to vote up for a push to go get Jay right if things don't work out this year with Tom uh, – why am I blanking? Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Draymond Green resigning with Golden State, Middlebrook resigning with Milwaukee. It's like all these storylines that we thought could play out. It was kind of a dud on Friday night. And there wasn't even a trade that blew us all away from the NBA free agency so far. So that's my thought. That's what stood out to me. In other words, nothing much and a lot of quote-unquote chalk. That's what caught my eye. Yeah, it didn't really sound like Kyrie Irving would be back with Dallas uh, mm-hmm. if, if you listen to a lot of the, the national folks. And yet, now now that he is, uh, I, I hear a lot of people singing the praises of it. I will say, uh, I I guess I was shocked by how much Houston invested. If there's a team that I'm kind of scratching Vliet? my head. Yeah, to give that deal to Van Vliet, it's great for him. But I also... I mean, did you did you really have to give Dylan Brooks that kind of money? You know, who are you? Maybe it works. Maybe they're swinging for the fences here, and the young guys mesh with the these older vets. I don't. I, I just don't see it that way. But I am in that position now where nothing surprises me anymore in free agency. So maybe I should have just accepted Van Van Vliet 
and Marsha, uh, Marshawn Brooks, Dylan Brooks were going to get a deal like that. All right, big story number three. Number three. We mentioned that it was a, we don't do a lot of baseball on this show, but there were two stories that caught my eye from yesterday. Uh, number one, the worst throw maybe in the history of Major League Baseball. There goes Hampson. The pitch is dribbled towards Hicks. He's got it. He's going to throw it to first. He threw it away. Hampson's going to score. Going towards Dirk Guriel. He's going to try to score. He's going to score. The Marlins just walked off the Cardinals in the bottom of the ninth inning. Oh, my goodness. The Marlins win it. Ten to nine. And in no way, shape, or form did that do justice to what actually transpired. And, and you know what? That's oh the God. greatest. That's a good call. That's the greatest um, uh, call because uh, it couldn't do justice. Dude, that ball. I mean, you're just not even close. Meanwhile, don't look now, but the Mets have won four straight games. And then there was this. As he just did in that. This ball is tagged. Right center field, hit a ton, and gone. Into the second deck in right center field. It's a solo home run for Ellie De La Cruz, 5-1 Reds. I've listened to that cut ten times today, Josh. And I think my favorite part is the analyst, who just seems to be like having his own conversation, even up to the home run being hit. And then in the aftermath of it, it's like, he's just having his own little conversation. <laughs> Ellie De La Cruz hit a home run. He went um, three for four, four for six. The funny part was the fight, eh, not really a fight, but Davey Martinez, the head coach of the Nationals, a manager of the Nationals, who had his – Bat check. They checked De La Cruz's bat because of the knob, the handle on the knob. And I guess everyone found out that it was legal. So when De La Cruz hit his next home run, he pimped it, pointed to the knob of his bat, faced the Nationals' dugout, and trotted around the base paths. Did you have a problem with the celebration? I know uh, for many of you that texted during the Women's College World Series, I'm sure you were aghast at that, and you had a hard time watching the rest of the baseball game because you've never been so offended by somebody celebrating. And in this instance, mocking the opposing team's dugout. But see, Josh, I enjoy moments like that. I think it's awesome. What did you make of it? Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a fan of – baseball having those types of moments i liked it when joey bats went crazy and i like it here he's fun man future dodger ellie de la cruz what a story all right big story number two <laughs> easy with that there's a lot of people that don't like that comment what <laughs> number two i can't stop watching it i can't stop watching him point to the knob of his bat and then run around the bases all right big story number two a lot of questions about the two text slash tweets i guess from patty gasso with the go boomer number one um we have been able to confirm by that i mean i looked at her instagram page and it had a picture of her in an ou uniform so in fancy terms we have been able to confirm that peyton monticello uh peyton monticello is on her way to ou right-hander from wisconsin will give the sooners a younger but explosive option in the circle to pair with Nicole May, Kirsten Deal, and S.J. Guerin. Sooner's not done. Coach Gasso dropped a second tweet, which I believe 
could be Kern from Nebraska, uh, from uh, Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> I, was, I was in a Big Ten country. I was close. So those are the two transfer portal additions. Sooners may not be done on the softball side of things. Uh, Fale of you is going to rejoin the team as an assistant. I think that's the third full-time assistant now that they're allowed. Hannah Sparks leaving to go to Auburn. And it was reported midweek last week that Hope Trout Wine was on her way to Houston. Did you um did you see any situation involving anything else other than softball? Uh, other than uh, what I mentioned there in softball? I don't think so. I mean, we've got one unaccounted for go boomer. We think it's Kern. Mm-hmm. We're right. hoping there's another go boomer uh, right around the corner as well. But obviously, Monticelli's the the big news for now. Uh, big time pickup. Everything that you've said and others have said sounds like the stuff is uh, potentially electric. I don't know. I mean, like, what kind of pitcher is Monticelli? Uh, great strikeout artist dating back to high school. But I mean, what what does she typically throw? Do we? Yeah, know? there you go. I, I I think she throws everything. And I don't know honestly. <laughs> I always hear that a lot whenever. They'll be like, what all does she throw? I'm like, literally every pitcher throws just about everything. You know, every pitcher can throw a rise or a drop or have a curve. But from what I understand, she just she throws really hard. Now, is especially more of a drop or a rise pitcher? I don't know. I'll have to ask Jen Roach once she gets her on campus and works with her a little bit. But from everything I've seen, she can flat out throw heat. And it's a good get. It's a good get with Monticelli. I was trying to look back on a couple of stats. May 6th against Iowa, five shutout innings against the Hawkeyes, uh, three shutout innings against Oregon. Maybe there's a certain sense of a bit of a you know prospect. I don't want to say project, but prospect to it. 21 walks, 16 hit by pitches. So those, those are numbers you'd like to see go down a little bit. But obviously the, the difference in defense for Monticelli oh. is just night and day. I mean, you're talking about – Wisconsin committed over 60 errors last season. They were 216th nationally in fielding percentage. Obviously, Oklahoma was tops of the tops uh, right there, so number one nationally in that department. So from that standpoint, you look at the ERA was good. I'm going off memory here, but I want to say it was like 217 or maybe 271. I mean, it was a low ERA. She's uh, young with three years of eligibility remaining for Jen Rocha to work some magic. I think she could be really good. And big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Yesterday, the Big 12 announced their media preseason football team. Only one Sooner made the first and only team, and that was Ethan Downs on the defensive line. Uh, No Danny Stutzman, Colin Oliver, Johnny Hodges, and the Big 12 preseason defensive player of the year, Jalen Ford, were on that list. Jalen Ford, by the way, as I mentioned, preseason defensive player of the year. Preseason offensive player of the year was Jalen Daniels. And the newcomer of the year was Treshawn Ward from Kansas State. Real quick before we go to break and get a little recruiting update, when we come back, Josh, was there Woody Washington, Danny Stutzman, some some had speculated Walter Rouse, but you have a handful of established offensive linemen in the league, so I don't know that they would give a nod to a guy that we didn't even really get to watch in spring ball. But was there anyone that you looked at, maybe Tyler Guyton, that really got hosed by their omission for the Sooners? I hit the few. I don't know if there – yeah, I don't know that there really is anybody that you look at and you feel really, really bad about. I think there's a number 
of players that players that could wind up there. I think Jaleel Farouk is somebody that could end up in that mix. I don't know that we've mentioned his name yet today. Both uh, the tackles, Rouse, Guyton. I, I would hope that maybe even there's an interior offensive lineman before it's all said and done for Oklahoma mm-hmm. that we're talking about in that uh, in that regard. Uh, both of the two running backs, I don't think it's crazy to think that either Barnes or Sachuk could wind up there when it's all said and done. But in terms of where we're sitting right here today, can you have this big uh, gripe outside of Stutzman? No, probably not. Hmm. I agree. I agree. When we come back, so what's going on on the recruiting side of things? Obviously, Parker Thune is back. He'll be in at noon today. But when we come back, we'll lay out what we've learned over the last few, few days next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. What's wrong with the world, mama? All right, here People living like they ain't got no mama. I think the at whole least what I feel like. We've got on the Cruton side of things for Oklahoma. We are awaiting a decision tonight from Joseph Jonah Joinier, six foot five, two hundred and seventy pound defensive lineman. But as you have said, Josh, even though Oklahoma is one of the finalists for the announcement this evening, you're of the belief that he is on his way to Georgia. It appears that way. Yes, I'll still watch. But hey. Who knows, right? I mean, it, we've we've seen a surprise from this staff before. We we thought uh, the Peyton Bowen sweepstakes was over. It was not. Mm-hmm. So it's I, recruiting, every- right? I mean, it's yeah. We think it's Georgia, but I, you know, we'll, let's wait and see. It's funny. Uh, you said during the break we laugh every time we see a text from Angry Ronnie. Not anything against Angry Ronnie, but Josh and I both listen to a lot of Howard Stern. So every time we see angry Ronnie, we think of Ronnie, the limo driver. And like I said, angry Ronnie does not look angry. He looks like a very normal, happy dude, which made my day. But I listened to a lot of Stern while I was home this weekend. And every time I go, "Mm -hmm," all I can think of is Baba Booey. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Uh-huh. Right. Right. Noing. You know, I just saw him. If I start Mm -hmm. cracking up when I say, "Mm mm-hmm, that's why. Meanwhile, the Sooners did add another receiver to their recruiting class. I believe this happened on Friday afternoon, so that was probably right during locked in. But say hello to Ivan Carrion, committed to the Sooners, six foot six receiver. By the way, by the way, Emmett Jones getting it done on the recruiting trail. West Texas, uh, West Texas dude had been committed to the Red Raiders since December of last year. So you're not going back like to 21, but he is, um, he looks apart. I'll give him that. But, uh, carry on was someone who, when Emma Jones got here, he wanted to pursue, caught 51 passes, a thousand, uh, 1,168 yards, 21 touchdowns at Odessa high school consensus four star. We mentioned six, six, but to go with that six, six, 210 pounds. So a little bit more meat on that frame than maybe you like, you, you usually see. Track guy, too, runs the hurdles and the high jump. So far, so good. After his decommitment from Tech, there were some that thought he would join Marcus Davila at Purdue, the Midland Legacy quarterback, but he chose Jeff Levy 
and Oklahoma. Zion Kearney, Dozie Azikama, KJ Daniels, and now Avin Carrion. That's a lot in the recruiting class, but it's also a room that has a lot to replace, Josh, potentially. They've done a really good job. Done a really good job with this class. Uh, obviously, another terrific pickup here. If I have the information, and Parker can corroborate this here in a bit, but I believe I read his story correctly that it was seven months to the day that Carrion had committed to Texas Tech and Emmett Jones, and then seven months later he commits to Oklahoma and Emmett Jones, which is just sort of a weird, weird piece of the uh, recruitment. But uh, obviously big-time pickup. And Oklahoma, yeah, if if West Coast circles back around for one reason or another, you don't stop recruiting there, mm-hmm. then you take a West Coast. But as far as I'm concerned, the, the wide receiver work probably is done in this class. It's pretty impressive. So that's what we know. Parker's coming up at the top of the hour. And, again, I wouldn't get too riled up about the Big 12 team, the All-Big 12 team. Do you? I am excited about next week for Big 12 media days, but I'm also – my expectations aren't too terribly high. Like, I'm, I'm always excited when we can hear from Coach Venables and kind of get that feel that we're inching closer to football, which we are. But, I, I mean, Brett Yormark opened his mouth again this weekend and was talking about – you know, our goal was to replace Oklahoma and Texas, but then he kind of doubled back and said, well, you know, we're not necessarily looking at a number. We're looking at fit. And then in my mind, I'm like, fit? I mean, you've been the, the commissioner for a year. You know what? What do you mean by fit? I, we don't even really know what this is going to truly look like once Oklahoma and Texas leave. So, I, and I know you all fall for everything you see on Twitter. Um, I've been told that today is the day for Colorado for the 86th time or that Friday is the day for Colorado and Arizona. But yet when you hear Brett Yormark talk, it just never seems as if, you know, we're moving anywhere on that front. It's almost as if all this massive Big 12 talk of expansion is starting to sound a little bit like a dud. And I'm fine with it. I think it's fine at 12 teams. I think when you start getting into it, and you hear names like UConn and Gonzaga, I think if I'm Texas Tech or Kansas State and I'm still around, I'm like, am I really helping myself by splitting our pie more to bring in teams like that? And is Colorado and Arizona really as big of a draw as you're trying to sell us? I don't know. I just, I'm not, I, I've been a believer that the Pac-12 can survive for a while, and I feel like we're going to have a lot of attempted conference addition and realignment talk come next week, Josh, whenever – I don't even really know if Sooner fans care about what the future of the Big 12 looks like. Do they? No, I don't think so. Not not, not really all that much. No. Mm. You and I care because uh, we, you know, it's, it's fascinating. But, uh, no, I don't think Oklahoma fans care much anymore. All right, quick break. When we come back, the best of the text line. Gary Cavins coming up to talk about all the great opportunities to help you with Cavens Group right here on The Wrap. 5510. I were pumped to be joined by the man who makes our Thursdays possible here on The Ref, Gary Cavins, Cavens Group, 405-573-3048. Uh, Gary, obviously, we've been riding 
a, a pretty unique weather trend. We'll get a lot of rain, then it will stop. A lot of rain, it will stop. But, hey, roof, mold, these are things that you need to be aware of, and these are things that Cavens can, can definitely help you out with. A hundred percent, Chris. You know, I'm in Tulsa this week, and one thing I've seen in Tulsa, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been up here uh, checking on my guys that are up here and stuff like that, and one thing you notice, you know, Tulsa had a gigantic windstorm and a lot of damage. There's a lot of damage mm. to roofs, tree limbs stuck in the roofs and stuff like that. And if you haven't had your roof checked, Chris and my team would love to come out and help you out. And we also want to make sure that it's tarped properly, too, so you don't have any water intrusion that's going to lead into further damage as far as, you know, mold um, and even just sheetrock water damage in the house, too. You know, these are things that, you know, your insurance will help cover and take care of. Um, So, you know, you might as well get those emergency repairs done. So if you're in the Tulsa area, you were affected by the storm, give us a call because Chris and the team would love to help you. I mean, and and we've been around a long time and we're really good at what we do, and we'd love to be able to have the opportunity to help you. 405-573-3048. 405-573-3048. If you have questions, Gary's website is very thorough. There's links where you can click and learn more, including new services that you have available. You buy a home, you want to make sure everything is good with it. Gary and his crew can go through it, rental property, business, whatever it might be. Uh, water testing for pollutants. Gary, these are all new things you're offering. Fire uh, fire testing for wildfires and structural fires and, of course, the meth inspection. You keep broadening the horizon of things that you guys make sure that properties are clear of. A hundred percent, Chris. You know, we're always trying to develop. I'm always training. We're always finding new ways to help our customers and help our customers in the great state of Oklahoma. You know, we also serve Arkansas and Kansas, too, but we really, you know, we're here in Oklahoma uh, you know, and we want to serve Oklahoma and give back to the community in Oklahoma. So we're always looking for new opportunities and new things to bring new services to help everybody out. The fire testing is, is new. It's great. If there's wildfires near your property, we can test how your property was affected by those wildfires. And we can come in and let the insurance know that house needs to be clean and make sure it's a healthy environment for you and your family, too. Um, we do this with the mold testing too. Uh, you know, this, you want to make sure it's a healthy environment, whether it's a residential house or apartment for your family, for your kids, but the same as a commercial building for your workers. Your workers spend, you know, eight hours plus there a day. And so you want to make sure it's a healthy environment for your employees because you don't want your employees to be sick all the time, miss work. That's an issue. You want them to be there. You want them to be healthy. So you want to provide a healthy environment for them to work in. So that's what we can do. We can come in. We can test, you know, if you're affected by a fire, you're affected by a wildfire, you're affected by uh, mold, any of that kind of stuff. We can come in. We can test and we can help you through the process. We can write a report and walk you through the steps that need to be done to help remedy the issue and make sure it is a healthy environment for your family because it does affect children it does affect adults and it affects everybody differently all those different things and we have done a lot of training a lot of developing traveled all over the united states to get the best training for this stuff so we can turn around and give it to you guys the great you know our great friends our family and you know all over the state of oklahoma i want to i want to get two more things in here gary before i let you get back after the grind 
Uh, first, this reminder that when we give this phone number, 405-573-3048, you need to store that in your phone because that is a number for emergencies. And you say it a lot, Gary, the first call after the, the disaster hits because you guys are trained and you understand how to work through it. But the roofing side of it, you mentioned it in Tulsa. We had hailstorms uh, hail that blew through uh, Goldsby and Blanchard a couple of weeks ago. You might have a, even a newer roof. You might have a roof that you didn't oh, I don't see a leak anywhere, but you never know. And you guys will take a look at it. Chris will get up there and see what you need. And I just I feel like that we can't share enough how huge that is as a service that you provide to make sure that your biggest investment and your home, your roof, is protecting your property like it should. 100%, Chris. All you got to do is pick up the phone, you know, 405-573-3048, or if you're in the Tulsa, 918-282-7612. We'll get you to Amanda or Jessica, BT, or Kathy, and one of them will get you set up with an appointment for Chris to come out and see what's going on. It's no cost for us to come out and do a free roof inspection to make sure that your roof is protected from the rain that we continue to get and any further damage. And so this is a great service that Chris and his team does for the the entire state of Oklahoma, and we're here to help you. So all you have to do is pick up that phone and call and talk to Amanda, Jessica, or Kathy. You get a real person. There's no recordings. There's no automatic system. You call, you get to talk to one of us 24 hours a day, 365. There's always somebody on call. There's always somebody able to help, whether it's after a fire, when the fire truck leaves, you need to help get cleaned up. It's a water line that's burst in the building or a sewage backup that's happened in the building, and it needs to be cleaned up. It doesn't matter if it's midnight. We have emergency staff on standby ready to help you throughout the entire state of Oklahoma at any point in the time, 365. And then finally, you mentioned Oklahoma. You're in the community. You're here. There's going to be fly-by-night operations that always roll in and promise you the world. But, Gary, you guys will be here through every step of the process. A hundred percent. We are being Jessica Cavins are big on giving back to the community. We're big on community. This is where we raise our kids. This is where our family's at. This is where our friends are at. And, you know, we're always giving back to school districts. We're always giving back to United Way. We're always giving back to just, you know, baseball teams, all this stuff. And we've in the last four and a half years, we've gave back $480,000 to the community of Oklahoma. And so, you know, when we work and we take care of you, our customer, we're not just pocketing all that money. We're not a greedy corporation. We're giving it back to the community. We're taking care of our employees. We're giving it back to the community. We're using it for training and development to make sure we're ready for the next big thing that happens and we're able to help you. And that's big for us. You know, we are emergency construction in Oklahoma, and you give us a call and we can help 24-7-365. Have a great day. Gary, we appreciate your time. Enjoy the 918. It's Gary Cavins, 405-573-3048. All right, when we come back, let's hit the best of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line to put a wrap on this edition of The Plank Show. You know, I was, I was wondering, you know, if... All right, a couple of uh, quick... The force has got a lot of power. Texts. Right? Off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Gunny! Gunny has checked in. He writes, good morning and welcome, welcome back, Josh and Plank. 
Can I get a recap of the last three hours? Guten Morgen to you. Guten Morgen. Uh, let's see. I think it's been pretty tame, right? We hit on the Peyton Monticello news. I, I guess I won't get mad at anyone on Twitter, but, I mean, we, we've made it clear that she said she's committed to OU, right? I mean, we, we, we've said that. Nothing has been released by the university yet, but we, we've made that clear, right? Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> if we have it, uh, yeah, she is joining Oklahoma. Yeah, there you go. So there's a picture. Yeah, there'll be another one, likely Kern, the Indiana second baseman, uh, at least from what I'm, I'm anticipating slash guessing. So that's been the salt. Uh, Folly's back. Folly, a, a view, is going to be on the coaching staff. Hannah Sparks took a job with Auburn. Football-wise, only one sooner on the preseason All-Big 12 team. That was Ethan Downs. And we continue to count down to football. Football. 50 days to the start of the season. Somewhere around there. Um, and we learned BFC does not like Thad Turnipseed. Yeah, how about that? Wow. That's pretty much what – I mean, that's it. Yeah, there's That's the what show. you missed on the show so far. It's been very exciting. That's a Cliff Notes oh, version. I did block someone on Twitter. Someone got blocked today. I thought that was on threads. Uh, no, this. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, on the text line. Thank you. I'm getting all my social media. Because I brought up, oh, I, I love it how no one has a problem with Ellie De La Cruz celebrating. If it was softball, you'd all lose your mind. And some smartass said, was he celebrating an intentional walk? <laughs> and my response would have been if I wanted to fight on Twitter – no, he was mocking the opposing team's dugout and showing them up, not celebrating with his own teammates, you dolt. Yeah, I, I knew so that. So blocked. I knew that wouldn't go over well. I mean, what a moron. What an idiot. All right, Sam and Edmund writes, it's not even close to done for the Sooners. Oh, you will get Reagans on the 18th, and they'll take Bussy if, they want, if he wants to commit, albeit another long shot. This class could have up to six wide receivers in it. Which would be great. Yeah, I mean, obviously, take Raggins. Uh, if you can get Bussy, then, yeah, yeah you. I mean, everybody takes Bussy. But uh, I'm just saying in general, you know, four in a class is, is pretty good work. Um, Robert and Hera, I have a social media slash Sooner fans question. A couple nights ago, Peyton Monticello changed her profile pic to one where she was wearing an OU softball uniform. Within a few minutes, a Sooner softball fan from out of state tweeted out an official commitment announcing Monticelli as a Sooner. Peyton soon after took the profile pic down. What's your take on the folks that do this? Can we as adults not wait until an athlete makes an official commitment before us fans take that away from them? Just seems kind of a weak move for me. If you're not in the if you're not in the news breaking business, then Probably you shouldn't be breaking news is sort of my thought. And I think a lot of folks in the news breaking business try to allow those moments a lot of times for athletes. I've seen a lot of times, and I think Parker can attest to this, they know where a guy is going. He's told them. But he said, listen, I, I want to get my edit out. I want to do my announcement. So can can you just wait until it gets officialized broken is what i was gonna say are officialized right i mean let's can we wait for that so i i don't know i i hear what you're saying we have we've entered a very weird world in softball to where i feel like there's like a laundry list of people 
who have become like news, uh, one not wannabe, but attempted newsbreakers. And it always seems to come from like Facebook. So I, if she puts a picture out, I think you're going to see Robert. A lot of people jump, especially whenever you have so many people waiting on anything like softball related for Oklahoma and so many passionate fans for it. So I hear what you're saying, but I, I think, again, one of my favorite analogies, toothpaste is out of the tube. Speaking of Facebook, Average Joe writes, slow sports time, found a new hobby, joined a Southeastern Conference group on Facebook. If anyone is bored, it is endless amounts of fun to troll the SEC group. I I guess I need to find this. This sounds interesting to me. I don't feel like I have a lot of free time, but I'm always in for a good trolling every now and then. Um, have a couple of uh, different takes on BFC's call. K-Puck writes, Josie was getting things done long before Thad, and that means no disrespect to Thad. Things will continue to get done. Is that proper English? Get done? It's a very measured thought. I like that. And then um, K-Puck added, is there anyone on the current roster for softball that you could see being converted to a backup catcher? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a handful of players who wouldn't mind giving the opportunity to maybe play more, but I don't know of anyone they have on their roster who's even, like, really been a catcher. So they'll go get someone. They'll find someone. They were in the same situation when Kinsey Kelso enrolled early a couple years ago. All right, we got to go. Thanks, Gary Cavins. Thanks to the crew at Cavins for having us out. We'll be at Riverwind tomorrow. But Steelman is here next on The Ref.